healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back to the Basement Film Music Clubbers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Blessed Podcast. My name is Kevin. As usual, we are so happy to have you down here. And so happy to finally be able to talk about this album. Talking about Lucy Dykes' historian. It is her sophomore album. That means number two. For all you guys who aren't fancy with the linguistics. And um, uh, it is it is quite an achievement. You know, a lot of times we get hooked by an artist on their first album and really want something uh, at least as good or better to follow it up and and what she's followed it up with is astounding uh, so my friend Eduardo came over to talk about that and we're going to be doing that and then we are going to be talking about a little band in DC here that's got something coming up called Stronger Sex uh, Johnny Fantastic and Leia Gage on Blight Records and uh, they have a song called Hassel so this is the quickest intro of all time because I want to get you to the awesomest. And that's what we're doing. So if you're ready and you want to head on down to the basement, get comfortable. Uh, you've let go of your fear that we're going to get nuked, uh, at least this week. And, uh, and let's head on down, meet my friend Eduardo and talk about Lucy Dacus's fantastic second album, Historian. Afraid of our feelings? I feel like we can make it if we try. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you think they were afraid of their feelings? Yeah. (laughs) I I think that's what I know. I know that's what Carrie was. Carrie was supposed to be here, and she she certainly bailed. Yeah, bailed in air quotes. Uh, Had had an appointment. Had quote unquote other plans. Other plans. Uh, Marcus had other plans. I'm on your I'm on your microphone, Marcus. Oh shit! I'm all up in your frequencies. Oh shit! (laughs) Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's just us. I'm going to turn you up a little bit and then, uh, it's cool. We can keep it nice and calm. Uh, we can talk, we're talking about Lucy Dacus here on NPR. (laughs) (laughs) All dongs considered. No, um, uh, no, we are talking about Lucy Dacus, uh, today and her second album, Historian. Uh, if you have been following her brief, but, uh, I think impactful career, at least for her, Mm Mm-hmm. Two years ago, she was uh, playing around Richmond with her friends in uh, My Darling Fury, which is a band no more. They used to give her like opening spots, and she would just get up with a guitar, uh, and uh, she was going to school, and a friend needed some songs for a project, so she worked on the project. That album turned into No Burden. Um, as the, the, the straight story about this is... Because she really didn't play a lot of shows before this. She was a, a huge advocate of the arts. Came up and uh, and played a So Far Sounds. Our friend Bob, mm-hmm. as in Bob Boylan, saw it. Uh, she was on the Tiny Desk shortly thereafter. And uh, from there, it blew up. We had the pleasure of having her and her bandmates down here. 
literally right before I couldn't say anything in time, but they just found out that Matador was like, We're gonna sign you. Yeah. Um and uh, and they were all down here before they played a show at Bathtub Republic. Yeah. Which is right, right down the street. Right. And uh it was an amazing show and uh and it, it um if if you are new to her music, uh I guess the highlights of it are she's got this wonderfully uh timeless yet out of place voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, mixed with if you if you like your '90s rock, then then it's your jam, and something unusual I think for a lot of indie rock, especially in 2018, really good writing, like really yeah, good yeah. writing. Like this is this is this is writing nerds music. Yeah, I think I think that's what um, I was. You know, uh, you Paul and I reviewed this. Yeah, uh, yeah. no burden last time, and uh, and and we were immediately you know responding to the sort of the unexpected kind of soulful quality of her voice there's almost like a little bit of jazziness or swing to it at times yeah. um and the writing which is just um remarkable and i and one of the things i'm 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 proudest of that i've ever said on mic is that without without knowing what you told me then was i sort of said that no burden played a little bit like the Magnolia soundtrack, but for a smaller indie film, yeah, um, that it had that sort of cinematic kind of score quality, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Yeah, well, she's actually a film student, not a musician." Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, she was right, and and she's kind of fallen into this really uh, successful musical career. Yeah, as a, as Snap, a young woman. Up. And, I mean, she is. If you read the press right now, she's being doubted as the next the savior of indie rock. Yeah, like country leaked into everything, man. That's that's <laughs> a, but music yeah. doesn't need to be saved. You like what you like, it's okay. Right, right. It it just does not need to be saved. Uh, artists like Lucy are doing okay because they do the damn thing. Right. I mean that that is that is that is ultimately that is the the secret to success. Yep. Do the, the damn the, thing. If the, if the if the songs are good, mm-hmm. um, none of the hype matters. Yeah, none of it. That's right. Because that's right. Is, and and. What she's done on her her sophomore album is not just beat the sophomore slump. I, I think this is the, the most uh, important is the wrong word. This is the uh, most electric sophomore release from an artist I can think of since Pinkerton. This is then then the reason there is the reason the concept of the sophomore slump exists is because there's something that we all want out of a promising yes. artist that's put out one album, and we want their next album to be bigger better bolder smarter tighter in a way but also like you know like you just want to see a progression and and bands often kind of struggle figuring out what the next step is Mm -hmm. this is this is exactly what you would have hoped for after listening to no burden and thinking boy you know after this after this band gets some yeah after after they get Mm -hmm. some miles under them and some gigs under them um and uh and and you know lucy's confidence grows as a songwriter uh, you just had this sense of like they, you know, really exciting things can happen, and that's exactly what happens here. I mean, I mean, I mean, there, there are there are moments on this album. Um, there are, of course, like the you know the lyrics, and there are moments that are lyrically surprising, but there are so many moments that are actually musically surprising, yeah. where the song will take a turn, yeah. or you'll get horns or strings or something that and, and you couldn't conceive of and, on No Burden. And we're gonna get to all that uh, right now uh, for the uninitiated. If you haven't heard Lizzie Day, because you were in for a treat, uh, this is a song that honestly, when I first heard it, I didn't like it, and then instantly, in the context of this album, I was like, "This is this is a a stone cold classic." And this is, is uh, this is Night Shift. The first time I tasted somebody else's spit, I had a coughing fit. 
there hasn't been a song that plotty since the nineties. Yeah. When indie rockers when people didn't understand the the Pixies dynamic and, and i.e. the the, the Nirvana dynamic, loud right. quite loud and everything. Uh that has paid off. Yeah. Like, with that because, you know, you hear a lot of indie rock songs and it's just that first mode. And smartly kicks it up into a whole other gear and a whole other like set of emotions. Yeah. It goes from regret to to confusion to uh just sort of anger to to comedy. Honestly. Yeah. That's a yeah. hilarious line. You got a nine to five, I'll I'll take the night shift. Right. Right. Like that is like I literally can't go if if you're a small town, I literally can't go to the store because I might run into you. Like there's you know yeah. like that is such a um I, I it I, I wanna say it's a youthful like thing in romance. Uh-huh. I know she doesn't like people talking about like defining her music or anything like that, but she's twenty two. Yeah. Right. So it is a youthful thing. But it also look, that doesn't not happen for older people. <laughs> Well, well, there's a great, there's a great like um, sweet spot in songwriting of you know you want to put enough detail into a song so that people so that it's personal yeah and so that people see that it's personal to you because they'll respond to an artist who creates something that's personal but you don't want to put so much detail in that it alienates the audience and that they feel like it's no longer their experience too. Yeah. And and if you if you kind of if you do that well, you come up with these things that you know you sort of strike upon these universal truths or whatever. Um, but uh, but to do that, you have to be willing to put your own personality into it. And I think that's I think that's the most refreshing thing for me for for me when I listen to to Lucy's um, lyrics and her and her music is just how much thought goes into the, the you know the crafting of the lyrics, the structure of the songs, and then. Even to sort of deliver that that kind of funny line, like "Oh, I'll you know I'll take the night shift," but the, but in the context of of also saying, "In five years, I hope these songs feel like covers." Like I hope I hope that the skin that I'm inhabiting today that I shed, yeah. and I can look at at where I am in five years and think, "Wow, that was a different person," right? Because which is something she revisits later on yeah. the album. Yeah, like, there's, there's a lot of shedding skin. There's a lot of like searching for uh, who you are as a person, which is all things. That again, we don't just do as youth. I think yeah, that that is yeah. that is false. If you think that uh, you can, you get through your mid twenties and you're like, you got it figured out. Uh, I'm here to tell you at 46, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you don't have it figured out. Right. As a, I as don't a, have it for, figured out. Right. As a 40 year old, I'm driving around listening to her sing the line. Everybody else looks like they've got it figured it out. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah. Looks like they figured it out, and I'm thinking like, yeah, that fe- that feels really right. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking in most in most meetings I sit in in my in my yeah. office. I'm like, yeah. look at that person. It, it, it's the state of 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 I guess us, um, where we put on this face all the time where we go out in public or even in private on in chat rooms, whatever, and be like, we are the authority of everything. Yeah. Instead of accepting like, you know, like right now I know a lot about Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot about Zelda. That's because I've been playing it for the past few days. But, (laughs) but my bandwidth is like, I know about Zelda. I know about this album and I know about another album we're going to talk about. Right. Right. If you ask me about like some other shit, I'm just like, I no, I, and it is something that at some point in your life, you hopefully arrive to where you can just accept that. Yeah. And, and that, that's, and I think, huh? Yeah. 
what is remarkable about all the songs on this album is that she seems to have like reached that point. She yeah. talks about some painful stuff on this, and at the same time, it's funny because all of it is is funny. Like it's all just funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, life it, is ridiculous. Yeah, and 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 there's uh, she just has really uh, much more uh, precociously than than, and I don't I don't want to comment on her age either, but but whatever. I mean, she's a she's she's really smart for yeah. uh, for anyone, but especially like to 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 be able to write this shit at her age is just mind boggling to me. But 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 more importantly. There's this Is it mind-boggling because you didn't think to though? That that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know if I had the perspective, you know? And now right. she's had 2 years of trying to deflect attention away from herself as yeah. this sort of like grand poobah of something, <laughs> right? And and so and 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 it's it's funny that you made um, you know, the comments you just made about sort of like how to come to peace with yourself and understanding who you are because I was as I've been listening to this, you know, um and we've had it for several weeks, so we've had the yeah. chance to to get used to it, but it's really over the past, you know, four days that I've just been kind of mainlining uh, this album. And I, and I keep having thoughts that are like, you know, I'll think about some of the, some of the insights in Andrea Avery's Sonata book. Yeah. Um, This idea of like so much about life is learning to not be mean to older versions of yourself. Right. And accepting that, Hey, three years ago when I did that stupid boneheaded thing, like I was the best version of me I could be at that time. Right. And to be the best version of me at today, I need to, I need to not be angry at myself uh-huh. at past me. Right. Yeah. And there's this great, which is, which sort of goes to the, the nature of the title of the album, historian. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, it, it's just, it's an album that if you spend, it's, it's really tailored for that kind of like old school listening, uh, session where you sort of on a rainy day, you, you, you kind of put the record on and you pull out the lyrics sheet and uh, maybe there's a stack of comic books or something else there that you're going to read or not. And you just kind of sit there and you think about life and maybe you sip a cup of tea and read the lyrics and kind of just go somewhere in your mind. And it's, it's yeah. really, it's a yeah. really rewarding I, listen. That I, I want to play uh, one of the tracks uh, that the line you quoted here, everybody else looks like they have figured it out because again, it's this mode of writing for me. And this is like classic rock. Right? Oh, there was so much classic rock. There's on this. so much, yeah. and, but, but it is, A, th- a thing in the indie rock idiom, and I, I don't know. I've never asked her. I don't know if she would call her stuff indie rock. That's Just a question. Just music, yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Um, a thing in the indie rock idiom is that there's this desire to make it different, and that always fucks people up <laughs> because we said it a million times on this podcast. There is a a, a, a scientific way to write a song. Right, and if you can figure out the science, you're successful. That's, I mean, that's yeah, literally yeah, how right, that works. Right, if you have the formula, if you have the formula, uh, she clearly does. But this is this is one of those where it is just like if if you place this in the '90s, if you place this in the '80s, you, you know, it's you, a hit. The song is yeah, a hit. Co- like, yeah, cover whatever idiom you want to like lay on top of this. Right, it's a fucking hit, uh, and and it has uh, yeah, it has just a universal sentiment. Uh, this is uh, so. This is non-believer. She said she wasn't surprised, but that doesn't make it okay. You say nobody loves a city, nobody loves what can love them back. When we 
told me that that song was in the remake of the remake of Wings of Desire, essentially covering oh. Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. I would believe you. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And, and I want to say this to people who are like, you just said Goo Goo, Goo, Goo Dolls. You know who has all the hits? The Goo Goo Dolls. I, I, Regardless I, of what you think of them. I can, I can also visibly picture like the last shot of your protagonist in a movie sort of reflecting on something uh, you know sort of extraordinary that just happened yeah and the screen fading to black when yeah. that when that sort of the hook yeah. at the end of the song kicks in and the credits start rolling like yep. that's the cinematic quality it, to it's this. cinematic and quality and you that, get that without talent and ambition yeah and it's and it's fucking fantastic <laughs> it, it's fucking fantastic and it, and it is like i i i i don't want to people are making a big really big deal about this album i don't want to do that it is mm-hmm. just an album uh, it's not the best album I've heard this year. It is, it is certainly one of them. Uh, but uh, as a like, if you're a writer, we enjoy cinema. <laughs> cinema is basic. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Take out the cinematographer, and cinema is basic. You can put an image in front of somebody, and it's something you understand. It's a language we all understand because we live it 100 percent of the time. Every mm-hmm. bit of our input is visual, and and we celebrate stuff like music. And writing because it distills it down into stuff, and we want to, we want it we want to see pictures, right, right. And throughout this album, that like you said, you just described the scene that doesn't exist in a movie. Throughout this album, it's it's picture after picture after picture after scene after scene after scene. Um, and and this might be a good time to talk about this. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about her label mate, Carsey Headrest, mm-hmm. Will Toledo. 
that's what was such a success on uh, the debut album of Matador. Yeah. It was scene after scene after scene after scene. Now, he went a different route, and he he re-recorded an album that uh, was so intensely personal and oblique, and what I was talking about, indie rock, sometimes you just do shit that, and it fucks you up. Yeah. And and that it wasn't great then. It was a cult hit, and it's not great now. Right. Like, we actively said we're not covering it. It's a weird... It's and a that weird, doesn't mean we're yeah. discounting... We're not we're not counting Will out. Right. It's just like, that was not the move. I, th- I think we all thought it was a strange choice just because, uh, you, you know, he was touching... I think I think for hard hardcore car seat fans that album means a lot to it them. It does. Yeah. And and it and when something is that personally, you know, when it resonates with people that way, you're usually better off like leaving it alone and just yes. leaving it as it as it was created and not trying to do anything with it. And and it's weirdly, you know, not forward looking, right? And yeah. I think that's that's the other thing that And this is. Right. In, that's in the, exactly. In the year of the woman, in the year of yep. me too, there's no better metaphor in that Will Toledo recorded, re-recorded an album, <laughs> right? And Lucy created like a, a legendary album. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> and there's no, there's no other way to put it. Um, which is, uh, you know, if Marcus were here, he'd be talking about, you know, how people win and lose. It's right. not a zero-sum game. That's not how it goes. But, but that is, like, that is how you win. I mean, that's how you get a career, and and you make the stuff mean something to somebody yeah and 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 i think to that you know to sort of to take that perspective for a second of the kind of you know music not as an artistic endeavor but as a uh as like a fantasy sports team mm-hmm. um uh she has she has now joined um uh, uh, a label which kind of signals a, a a type of indie ethos and a kind of um it's really the sort of like joining um, the 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 greatest uh, indie rock team that you can yeah. is what is what Matador is right. Yeah. That's the sort of like, super friends. Yeah, right. It is. It is. It's the uh, it's the Avengers of uh, uh, of all this, and um, and it's just it's just so um, kind of delightful to see the ways in which you know not only has is there some I don't know if there's if there's confidence that that comes from that or if there's security that comes from that, but. But there's also a sense for me in which, like, and I've I've been buying Matador's shit for like twenty years yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. As you said on G Chat the other day, surprise, Eduardo likes '90s music. <laughs> <laughs> That's a major spoiler. But I've been I I own a significant portion of Matador's catalog, and it's really cool that in 2018 I can buy a Matador album where I'm like, oh wow, Matador is really with the times. <laughs> in yeah, a, this, in a, is, this is relevant. You know? Yeah. Uh, it. Yeah, we. I mean. I don't know. We're going to play uh, another song uh, before we get out of here, and and it addresses our, our proclivity for artists addressing politics a little bit. Yeah, we've 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 called on a lot of people but, to do this. But, like, I don't... 2017, as we know, was, like, really hard for people. This album was made in 2017. Um, we, all, we know how we all reacted here on the podcast um personally and all of our pain is on that one canned episode that will yeah, never no, see the light no, of day <laughs> yeah yeah that'll never see yeah it really is and um but i but i think once that clock ticked over to 2018 all of us i mean i've seen it in you i've seen it in everybody it was just like all right you gotta pick yourself up it's good to work gotta, yeah. gotta get yeah. to work gotta do this stuff and so 
going into this year, I have not known what to expect. And I, I've been like surprised over and over and over. And honestly, I've been more realistic. So, for example, like I heard the David Byrne album today, and it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> like cool. Like there is, uh, and and to bring like the Parkland kids into this, that didn't just change the conversation, or it shouldn't have just changed the conversation around gun control. You, we talk about children and youth as as they're not fully developed, they're not really there. But the reality is, is that they are. Uh, they just have a lifetime of experience that they're going to build on, and and what we're seeing is that like those kids certainly are like, yeah, we don't need to talk about all the other issues around this shit. Mm-hmm. Here's the issue, and the issue is music needs to be good. <laughs> yeah, like music just needs to be good. Hype doesn't matter like anymore. Yeah, we can't like, and, and it'll sell. I understand people will be like, what are you talking about? Like, but hype will sell. But it shouldn't, and and the stuff that we're gonna be listening to, stuff that you should be listening to, listener, like should just be like, does it make you feel good? Yeah, or bad, or like this? Yeah, yeah. Or, well, and 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 this one makes me feel a lot of things, and it and it, it, makes, it, it especially it makes you does. feel. Yeah, right. Whereas it does. Last it does. year was just a buzzy numbness, yeah. and now it's like, okay, I can feel. Yeah, and I can. Uh, I, I didn't listen to Black Star mm. for. The entirety of 2017, and then uh, I, can, I can't give it all away. It came up in a playlist, Ugh. so I impulse bought the vinyl. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys weren't over here. Were you, were you because, just ugly crying? Yes, I was ugly crying upstairs with yeah. Sam the cat. Yeah, and but that emotional response is honestly no less than my. It's different, but no less than my emotional response to this. Mm-hmm. I listen to this and I say, "Oh man, I fucking feel it! <laughs> like yeah, I am yeah. feeling something, and something in a, in a in a in a genre or a style of music that I disparage greatly." Yeah, we all we all I think ta- even though I I do love the nineties, yeah. uh, I, I think there's you know like like if someone says like, "Oh, this is a band that sounds like." They're like, like it could be 1994. I just, I just have so little interest in right. that. Um, and and somebody and, says Malcolmus, and you like pass out. Well, well, Malcolmus is a whole different. <laughs> I'm here for you, Stephen. <laughs> um, no, but 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 part of the problem there is that is that there's there's um, just a lot of mediocre stuff out there, and I think that this the songs that we've played here so far showcase this this idea that like. In the the thing that you hear in the first thirty seconds of the song, um, there's 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 a category of artist where basically every song is is really just four measures of the same thing, right? You sort of you get you get your your quartet for the verse, you get a pre-chorus, you get a chorus, verse, right? Pre-chorus, yeah. chorus, bridge, pre-chorus, double chorus, and the song's over. And 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 there's no song on this album like that. Um, and uh, and I think that's to some of the points you were making earlier that these are these are like robust uh, and well structured songs. Yeah. They're they're thoughtfully uh, organized. And look, she's and, got a lane. Yeah, I, right. This is not right. this is not inventive stuff. Yeah, let's not let's not go down that road. Like she she has a lane. Yeah, and, and she fucking she fucking nails it. Um, yeah, and most of the time it's up. There's a few points the songs aren't are quite as good as the other songs, but. Even if they're not quite as good as the other songs on the album, they're they're much better than the other songs that are being played. <laughs> uh, I want to get into a little bit of yours of mine. 
you know, you suggested we talk about this. So what? Yeah, I, I from 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 what little I've I've read about this album, I try not to read too much about the stuff we cover. But um, uh, she's she's spoken about the fact that uh, this is kind of um, inspired a little bit by her experience at the Women's March last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and I will confess that the first few times I heard the song, it, it didn't it didn't strike me as a as a political statement. And and when it did, and we come to the first point in the song where she says, "This is this ain't my home anymore." I found myself like unconsciously singing the song with her, and like my voice broke when I was trying to sing the line, right. "This ain't my home anymore." Right. And that's and that's probably how we all feel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So here's a little bit of your mind. separation of people this this uh stay indoors like this this yeah. this this whole idea one of the things when we talked to her and i'll put a link to this in the show notes or interview with her before this all blew up one of the things that we talked to her about was politics mm-hmm. because it was in i think it was in february i mean two years ago now yeah it was well, yeah. well it was yeah, right it's two years ago like this week and um at that time we Nobody considered that Donald Trump 
would even make it to the primaries. And so she, like a lot of the youth, were all for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, she was a hardcore Bernie and person. Hardcore Bernie person. Yeah. And um also friends with Tim Kaine, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh everybody in Virginia's friends with Tim Kaine. Oh, okay. Didn't you know <laughs> that's that? That's just how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Just, everybody knows Tim. Um and uh yeah, so she, she she has always been politically oriented. Mm-hmm. And I think like there's just a way to do it where if you don't want to Political songs can either be like "fuck this person" and their politics, or they can be this. Yeah, they can have finesse. Yeah, they can have subtleties. They can have. She's talking about the experience of, I, I think, uh, the experience of like waking up. Somebody lit the crowd on fire. Yeah, right. And waking up on inauguration day, or or the morning after election day, and like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, and it. It doesn't have to necessarily be about that, though, and that—that's yeah. the genius. Well, right. You have to approach work. it in a way that that's that's consistent with how you view the world, right? You can't just sort of like be an artist who who writes sort of like emotionally nuanced stuff and then turn into like Pete Seeger for a song, right? <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, that's right. just not that's just not the path. Which, which people make so, that mistake. Yeah, they do. They do all the time. All the time. Um, and uh, and even you know you know one thing I like about the song is that that there's some really nice production touches. There's the sort of backing vocals. There's the um, and and I don't think we've we've said enough about the band because I think no. they're they're a really um, uh, just incredibly tight. I, I I remember my notes for the for No Burden. I like I think I I wrote the words drums down like just four times in a row like drums drums yeah. drums. Oh my god, the 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 drum work here is amazing and. Uh, and that's the case with this record. Like when they when they want to go loud and because they do rock. Like yes. we've played yeah. most mostly the moody stuff. Yeah. But when they want to fucking get out there and they bring in horns and the rock and you can picture the kind of bright lights there, at the concert. There, yeah. First of all, first of all, RVA as as we know is a hotbed of people who rock. I mm-hmm. mean, Richmond, Virginia has has had for the past uh, at least two decades some of the best musicians on the planet. Um, not that I'm a fan of like Natalie Press's new single, but if you are, <laughs> those are all VCU jazz kids working for Space Bomb. Yeah. Uh, people that Lucy is familiar with, like the whole crowd, the Avers crowd. Hey, how a band like Avers happens right. there and, uh, or doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, that first album was exciting as fuck mm-hmm. in a landscape that, of, of indie rock that wasn't exciting at all right uh so yeah you've got a lot of like great players down there but also i mean just to play off the the title of the album you know they're tapping into this history of of indie rock right they are yeah you've heard these songs before yeah and and and, and that's not a bad thing. Well, and they're right. They're they're. I mean, I mean, they they work partly because they're familiar, right? Yeah. They're and and I think their originality stands out partly because they're hitting some familiar part of your brain um, that and that triggers certain expectations, and then you know they manage to kind of to to take a turn and and uh, and confound them. I do I do really. Um, and I, and I hate saying this when, when we've just covered an album and an artist has just released a record, and I'm sure they hate hearing this, but like it just makes me really excited for what the next thing is going to be. And 
and and and that's not to say that i'm i'm not interested in this like like if you if the band or lucy if you're listening to this like like don't think that that we're already looking past this album it's just it's just yeah. it's just so tantalizing as a as a as an idea for like what uh where the songwriting might go next i could see an album of like five songs that are all 10 minutes long and just all short stories um i could i i could just i can see so many different things happening and it's it's really exciting but to think to get about. on meta isn't that sort of the, the the pursuit of history is looking back at stuff and but it is also an, an effort to find your to to center your place to understand your place by understanding what came before yeah so with this with me you know when i was talking about like feeling albums and whatnot uh, it's rare that an album comes along that I feel like this. Mm-hmm. I can count it on in real time, not stuff that means to me, but in real time. I can I I can't fill up two hands. Yeah, albums that have done that. Yeah, this is one of them. Yeah, and and that is uh, like this will be going on ten years from now. This will be going on twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, assuming we're here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and that is. Uh, it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter what you're like. That's just an astounding achievement by the band, mm-hmm. uh, by Lucy having the like f- decision making to work with this band, or or the just the luck. However, however this 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 thing happened. Well, they've built trust, I assume, right? And, yeah, yeah, and 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 that means that they can take songs certain places. They can yes. sort of do like yeah. a couple of bars where they just outright rock and hit these big chords, um, or they sort of turn into like you know a sort of a Bowie or like a spiritualized or something really weird and 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 esoteric like that, and then they come back into the song. Um, it's a really. Uh, uh, I think we're running out of superlatives a little bit, but yeah, um, I mean, but there, because, there's not. It, yeah. it, it, it is, it is, uh, you know, because we don't rate it. But if I mean, if we did, we'd have to have a. This is a great fucking album. Yeah, it's just uh, my my copy. It it comes out tomorrow. My vinyl got delivered today. Thank you, uh, Matador Direct Shipping. Yeah. for for that. So yeah, I mean, it's just like this is. Uh, I. Uh, she she's headed for the big time. Yes. <laughs> Deservedly she's already so. she's already De- deservedly yeah. show deservedly so. Uh, you know, I hope we get to talk to her at some point again, but uh, I won't be sad if we if we don't. Yeah, if she's if she's if she's too big for us, then then you know that's where then then Kevin, you were the historian of yeah. a certain part yeah. of her journey. <laughs> yeah, we have we have yeah. part of her journey, and it was yeah. uh, you know for for me and for us, you weren't down here for that, but you know, seeing this band, which is largely in parts on here, down here in this basement. Mm-hmm kind of geeking out they're like what the fuck is a podcast what are we doing on a podcast yeah yeah and then literally like just go the next week to be like we're the biggest thing in the world yeah yeah uh it's a thrill i mean yeah. that's, that's why we talk to people we don't talk to people so we can like catch a ride we we right. uh hopefully like uh talk to them and they think about like what they're doing a little bit yeah that's what we do we think too much about what we're doing but anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go out and get historian. Just go out and get it. Yeah, do it. Like if you just heard these clips, just fuck. Just go out and get the, the whole, fucking the whole album. thing's even better. It the whole thing's better. even better. Go put it on in it, context. Just... Like you have your copy. I'm gonna pick up my copy tomorrow, 
and I am going to listen to it all weekend, uh, mixed with the Loma album, which we're going to be talking about oh, nice. at a later date. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be back in a few minutes, and uh, going to play a little a little track from has a little history of itself with Lucy Bankers. So enjoy. Uh, Lucy Dacus's historian is in stores now, everywhere you can buy records, and uh, go out and do that shit, man. You can't go see her in D.C. this time around. Sold out the Rockland Hotel, um, but uh, she'll come through again, and honestly, she'll probably sell the 930 Club. She's played there with yeah. her friends in Sylvanessa. She has, right. Yeah, yeah. She's a, yeah. and it was a remarkable show. It was, it was a nice contrast. It was like it was like Lucy up there like what the fuck am I doing at the nine thirty club <laughs> and then and then Nick and Amelia like we're at the nine thirty club yeah it's, it's great uh, 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 I I was so happy they were touring together yeah talk about yeah, putting a like really... a group of fucking great people together man I was the chunky glasses dream oh, team right there Jesus man <laughs> that was great uh, right now uh, before we get out of here this week I want to play a little track. Uh, by a band that is coming out. It's coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, I think May, maybe. On a, we have a little record label in town called Blight Records. They are leaning towards the more experimental. In here in DC, that generally means synthy stuff. Uh, they do some interesting work. They do a lot of interesting work. Um, and uh, one of the more interesting stuff is a band called Stronger Sex that. Before it was Johnny Fantastic, and it's been a bunch of iterations, but now it is him and Leia Gage, who you know uh, from Brenda if you're in D.C., but she's also going to be in a band called Crab Legs. That's her own project. They um, figured this out. They took it on tour. Uh, it is art mixed with um, I, savage like synth pop. That's the only way I can put it. Um, it is politically minded. It is fun. It is. I want to see like these dance parties, not just in DC, but in like the biggest places you can see them. Uh, it, it, it's a complete win. And we're playing it though because when Lucy was here in this basement, she mm -hmm. went from here to Leia's house. Oh, that's so cool. the show we saw that night, um, which was the first time I saw Lucy, was. At a place called Bathtub Republic. It's an artist collective. Our friend Andrew Grossman used to live there. Mm -hmm. He actually started it before it was in Brooklyn. And uh, and this show just came together or something. It was like it was so right before, so on the cusp, and like yeah. people were finding out about it and getting to the, it. Was, it was it was crazy, but uh, it is a testament to uh, Johnny and Leia's work and uh, and Alex Tebelef. I think it was a DIT show. Uh, to their being in tune with what's going on and what's coming up in the music world, even if it doesn't sound anything like what they're doing. And this doesn't sound anything like Lucy Dacus, but it is kind of awesome. And I will say, the name of the song is Hassle that we're going to play. It is, it comes on the album right before a song called Sean Barna. <laughs> we'll take that as <laughs> what it is. Here's a little bit of Hassle.
trying to pressure me into a relationship. You're messing up my cheek, trying to hassle me into.
Stronger Sex Hassle. It's off their new album coming out soon. Uh, there is no Stronger Sex. That is the first time you've heard that, Eduardo. <laughs> and uh, that has everything in it that you need, right? It, it, it's and and I I had the benefit of seeing the track list here up on your TV before it came <laughs> on, and these song titles. Shock Therapy, Girl Town Strut, Dead Women, Dating is Death to the Soul, <laughs> yeah, Prozac yeah. Palace, Hassle, yeah. Sean Barna, <laughs> Fashion, <laughs> Code Green, song. and then Pass. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are just, yeah, this yeah. is fantastic. And that song has me, it just, it, I just want to, you know, go find my old Sony Walkman and listen to uh, find my old Information Society cassettes yep. and uh, throw those on. Get, and, your, get your hair up in Flux Eagles yep. formation yep. and just fucking go to town. I, you know, we, we've been talking about, uh, when Johnny was doing this without Leia, mm-hmm. we've been talking about him for a long time. We've been trying to get down him down here for a long time. We're going to get them down here when around when this album comes out. Okay, uh, you know these are two of the uh, most vital people to the DC like art scene. I won't say say music because they're involved in so many other things. Uh, they are uh, literal, just like volcanoes of talent. Wow! Yeah, and it, 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 and to see them when I when I saw them that they finally came together, mm-hmm. like they did a show. I wasn't at the show. They did a show at a place, it, it, listener, it's a place called DC Nine. Uh, it's off of uh, U Street here in Washington DC. It is one of the best clubs, small clubs in DC. And and they did the show where they're playing all their synths and they're behind like picture frames adorned with all this stuff. And I was like, <laughs> yes, this is this is what Johnny needs. And he needed Leia to like bring that all together. It is yeah. it, uh, they've hit on something that is fantastic, and uh, and this is actually only one of a bunch of good releases from Blight that are coming. Nice. Uh, That's so exciting. this might be this might be Blight's year, which I'm kind of uh, happy to see. People, I hope it's someone's year, huh? I hope it's someone's year. Here, <laughs> <So>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This gonna be Ab's year. Again. It is. It is. It Again. Yeah. Um, that's it for our podcast. Eduardo, thank you for hanging out. Thank you. Um, if you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating or a message there. Let's do this on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, on Spotify. Have you tried that yet? Um, I have I have tried it on Spotify. And yeah. I've also said, uh, I've also told my Alexa to play Chunky Glasses. And Hell it works. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Alexa works? Yeah. Google Mini, it does not. In my own house, mm. my own AI. Will that's a not, that's a slap in the face, it man. Is a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, so we're basically out there everywhere. Uh, we are brought to you by us and Pippa, who hosts us. They're who got us on Spotify, our hosting company. I don't think you've messed with the back end of this much, the site much, but it's kind of rad because they have all these. If you're if you're a data snob and a metric nerd, and it has it everything, so mm-hmm. I can. I know where you are, listener, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know exactly where you are. I want to start taking out billboards in your uh, zip code yeah. like Spotify does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, always thanks to Jamal Gray at Uptown Art House because he's, he's talking about a creative. He's part of this. Okay. He's one of, I mean, he's not part of Stronger Sex. He's part of this crew of people that really are here in this, as this town, as the, as the culture of this town winnows away and gets shaved off, and uh, he is he is here for it uh, to make sure it doesn't happen. So nice, quite a gardener and stuff. So uh, that's it. We're out. Yeah. So we'll be back in a few short days. Until then, uh, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. I still-
<laughs> Kenobi.